Welcome to Broke to Rich with KB, where we believe wealth is a mindset. B2R is a community space that promotes physical, financial, and mental wellness by highlighting personal experiences and offering educational tips to break cycles and habits that prevent you from being free to think, feel, and move as you want, being your authentic self. I'm KB, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another Broke to Rich Voice highlight. Today, we want to share some insight in the mental health and the role it plays in weight loss. Here with us is Coach Ajule from Eat Cleanish, having lost over 100 pounds herself, and she's kept it off for over four years, y'all. She's learned that it takes a transformation in your mind for lasting change. Not too many coaches tell you that part of it. Being on my own personal weight loss journey for a year, most of my adult life, and I've spent money with coaches, only one person, one of my coaches has brought up the mental aspect of it. Ask me, why, listen, humbled me, ask me why, made me journal, made me meditate. I just wasn't ready for like that honesty to happen. So when I came across Ajule's social media, I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I was definitely intrigued because again, a lot of people do not touch on this aspect of it and it has the biggest impact. So she is a weight loss counselor and a mindset coach, needless to say. And she's here to share kind of some whys people don't kind of succeed or are afraid to kind of start. And most importantly, to share how, because that is the point for us to grow, baby, to grow from broke to rich in your mindset, right? So let's get into it. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. I am grateful for the opportunity to highlight your voice and to share your knowledge because hopefully we can help other people on this same journey. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's jump into it. So what makes you take the approach to wellness that you've developed? Well, so similar to you, I have been seeking weight loss pretty much all of my adult life. So I am no stranger to the game at all. Again, I have hired coaches. I have been in pretty much every program you can possibly think of, used every method you can possibly think of in an effort to lose weight, like throughout the years. So one thing about me that I noticed is when I was going through these programs or working with these coaches in the past, there was definitely some aspect of it that really helped me and that I learned from, whether it was I learned that eating in this way, my body reacts well, or maybe I learned that okay, this particular method is a little bit too restrictive for me, but I walked away learning something, right? And I've always been the type of person that if I can walk away from something with a lesson, like that's a win and I'm going to use that to elevate me and kind of leverage that on my next endeavor. So as I'm going through these programs and trying out these methods, I'm kind of collecting some evidence and what works for me and what doesn't. And I kind of compiled all of these things together and figured out a balanced way to approach weight loss. So it's really about balanced eating for me, but also even deeper than the eating, even just the balance in my mindset. Because when it comes to the weight loss industry, balance is not really a thing that's talked about. Like (laughs) there's a lot of restriction. There's a lot of extremes. There's a lot of black and white. Like there's not so much gray. And if you are in the gray, then you're wrong. So I kind of compiled like all of that together. And then I have the privilege of also being a mental health therapist. So I added in kind of, you know, my knowledge of mental health and made it make sense for me. 
And that's where Eat Cleanish comes from. That's where it derived from. And now, you know, not only do I live my life in this way, because it really is a lifestyle, you know. So not only do I live my life in this way, but now I help other women live their life that way as well. And I'm glad you mentioned lifestyle because that's the part. They're so extreme and they're rigid. That's not realistic for long lasting. So yeah, I've lost 30 pounds in a month before, right? But that was by working out twice a day, six days a week and not enjoying myself fully, right? And like, that ain't realistic. So sure, short term that works, but like, understanding that it's a lifestyle and trying to find a balance, that is key to like the long-term success and you continuing to get on it. Yeah, you might have a bad day, a bad maybe week or two, but you won't fall out of it completely, right? Because you're like, I can do this. This is easy, right? And I love the name clean-ish because that's what I got from. And I'm like, I see what she's doing. It's about the balance because you can't be restrictive. So I love it. So what would you say, and I feel like you've kind of touched on it, but I don't know if there's just something deeper that we can go into or so. But like, what's the biggest misconception or belief that people have in this field that you're offering, this service that you're offering to people? Yeah, so I would definitely say the biggest misconception is the thought that in order to lose weight, you need to be restrictive or excessive, that it needs to be on, you know, the complete ends of the spectrum as opposed to in the middle. And that's, Honestly, not only is that the biggest misconception, but it's also like the hardest for me to help people work through because it's so ingrained, right? It's in the messaging that we see. It's, you know, on TV, in the ads that we consume. It's a lot. It's a lot that we're taking in, even from childhood, right? Some of those things are taught from childhood. And then we carry those things with us. Then for someone to come to me and say, I want your help. And I like have to Like there's a wall that has been built up for years and like even getting people to the point of like understanding that it like doesn't take all of this. Like it doesn't like you can relax, you can enjoy life, like you can breathe, like it's eat the cake. It's okay. Like eat the cake. (laughs) Just don't eat the whole cake. (laughs) The whole cake. I think a part of it too. So it's interesting if you see this with your clients, with those that you've helped. I know for me, I was rigid in just my own routine of everything else. I was rigid in every routine except for when it came to my personal health, right? And what I was putting into my mouth. So like my coach, knowing how rigid I was, it was important for her to teach me the balance of what you said, right? And like, I'm reading a book, Tiny Habits, and it's crazy just the things that I've implemented and like not recognize. It's literally just tiny habits and making them and adjusting them. So one thing doesn't fit everyone, right? So like acknowledging that, And being patient and have grace with yourself to realize, okay, this may not work. So then you realize, okay, well, what's the trigger? And at what time am I doing that? So where can I set that at a better time so that I'm more successful with it, right? So definitely acknowledge that it's not that. And I wish that people can get that, right? And understand that that journey ain't going to go straight. So like be flexible and have grace with yourself. Just don't give up. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that you said the journey is not straight because that's so true. People have this idea that weight loss is linear. It's not like it's not like, sure, you lost four pounds this week, like and next week you might gain a pound like and that's normal. Like understand that like that's okay. And like so often people will see like those fluctuations or they see that things are not, you know, every single week they're losing, they're losing or every single week they're dropping a size or, you know. If they don't see that, they suddenly say, oh, my God, it's not working. But that's not the case. Like We need to normalize ups and downs. Like This is life. 
when what in life is ever like straight headed? Like what in life? There's nothing. Look at gas prices, gas prices, inflation. <laughs> nothing, nothing is a straight path. <laughs> nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely nothing. So would you say that, because I want to touch on or kind of highlight for people from your seat of coaching and helping people, the number one reason why people don't start? Mm. Fear. And that's the case with most things in life, right? A lot of times that we don't start new things is because we're afraid. People think they need to have all their ducks in a row before they start. Like you don't, like you don't. Like I've seen people say like, oh, I would love to work out, but like I need to get some like workout clothes. Like, no, you don't. Like if you have clothes, you can work out. Like you don't need these like cute little sets and all the, you know, all the things like you don't need that. Or like, I really want to eat better, but. I'm struggling or what's standing in the way of me eating better is the rest of my house doesn't eat like this. It's like, girl, you don't have everything together. Or like, I would love to do your program, but like, I don't eat tomatoes. Like, what? It's anything. It's like so random. But in reality, when you get down to the nitty gritty, what's really behind there is fear. Like people are afraid, especially people who have gone through this process before, right? Which you have, right? So if you've gone through this process before, if you have paid people to help you lose weight before, and maybe you were successful, maybe it was successful short term, you know, things like that. So like, it's like, dude, do I want to do this again and potentially have the same outcome? You know, they kind of look at it through the same lens when it's like, we're not all the same. Like we don't all teach the same things. We're not, we don't all take the same approach. And getting people to like open up and let go of that fear from those previous experiences, you know, it's a little tough, but yeah, usually it's fear. That's what's holding them back from getting started. It's interesting that you said that of just, you know, everyone's approach is different because I think for those who believe in therapy, the first therapist you go to isn't going to work. Like I tried going to therapy. I think I've been to, I went to two sessions (laughs) and definitely I know we didn't click and I should have like, all right, let me find somebody else. But I'm one of those people that like, I go through phase where I just don't feel like talking. I don't. So like by the second session, I was like, oh, I don't feel like talking. So then literally I, I just stopped going versus I'm sure if, it, if I had a different kind of vibe and energy from someone else, they would have broke me out of that. Right. Versus like, she just accepted that. I was like, oh, okay. Right. So like, right. That, yeah. <laughs> but the excuses and then the excuses. Oh, I used to come up with some crazy excuses and like, Again, taking the time to self-reflect and being honest with who you are. I knew they were horrible excuses. So like for me, an example for everyone, the time that I work out, it is important for me to work out in the morning. If I don't, even now, I still come up with the craziest excuses. Like I got my gym pack, my gym bag packed and everything. It ain't no reason for me not to work out, right? And like, oh, don't let somebody call me and be like, oh, they got so-and-so. Oh, you need me to come and help you? I'm like offering, like, I don't have an obligation to myself to do something. Like, I will, very disappointing. But like, I don't think I acknowledged and necessarily as fear, because then maybe that's what it was. Now you would have me sitting here reflecting, was like, was that what it was? Me coming up with all these excuses? <laughs> because I was just like, girl, instead of me focusing more on the why, I definitely was just like, uh-uh. You know that if you don't do it in the morning, you're going to come up with the craziest excuses to not do it. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Mind your business. <laughs> and that part. <laughs> that part. And I'm the same way. Like, I work out. Like, I wake up and I work out and then I start my day. Like, if it doesn't happen then, mm-hmm. then literally with each passing hour, that's like 20 more excuses. 
that I can come up with. Like Listen, 20 more. <laughs> even now, like I'm doing this 10,000 step challenge with my job. And the industry that I work in, there's not many females. So I'm the only female on the team. So I'm like, I cannot have 10,000 steps. So even now, like it's evening for me and I still need to walk. I think I have like 4,000 steps. So I'm like, I've realized when it's like an obligation or tied to someone else and it's not just me. And that's why I'm like, I don't care how tired I'm sitting here drinking an energy drink. I was like, I'm going to get my steps in because they're not, not going to be the only one without it. So like just, that's a crazy motivator, right? But like, acknowledging like my normal excuse to not work out in the afternoons, but because it's tied to something else, I'm like, oh, all right, that's okay short term, but y'all that is not realistic to keep you in the long haul, okay? <laughs> thank you for, thank you so much for saying that because like how many times have you like gotten an accountability partner, right? So you guys are gonna do this together and it's great and you guys are leaning on each other. You guys are motivating each other. Then your accountability partner is like, yeah, I can't make it today. And now what? Now you have a reason to not do it. Right? Like, <laughs> listen. <laughs> so it's definitely great in the short term. Like, it's a great thing to get you started. Yep. But, like, it comes to the point where you have to let go of that extrinsic motivation, that motivation that comes from other people and other things. And you have to cling to that intrinsic motivation, like the motivation that comes from inside of you, the motivation that says, like, I'm doing this because this makes me feel amazing. Or I'm doing this because this is going to get me to where it is that I want to go. Like you have to tap into that. And so many people, they don't. Like they rely on other people to motivate them. You know, Monday mornings. How many times have I been Monday morning scrolling on Instagram looking for motivation to get out of bed and go work out? Like, girl. No. Girl. <laughs> no. Even so, that's the movement part of it, working out. So even let's let's get to the food part of it, right? Like. Mm -hmm it's okay to do these short little challenges because some people are motivated by that. But I think what's important in it, it's leading into like what I want to ask you next, like where should people start? I think it's important to sit and understand your why. And I'll be honest, I don't know that I've fully sat down and kind of expressed my why. And I've lost, I think maybe 70 pounds now and I've kept it off. So like, it's still a process. But part of it, I acknowledge that I haven't sat down to fully think about my full why, other than my motivator is I love to travel. And I see when I get older, I'm like, this body got to be able <laughs> to get me to travel. And then I see the condition of just my parents and like people around me who like when they get there and they to retire and like they can't even enjoy themselves. So look at that. The fear is what's mm -hmm. motivating me <laughs> and it's part of my why. <laughs> Look at that full Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it sounds like you have an amazing why. Like those things are amazing. Like you have those things that are kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more surface that like, hey, listen, as I get older, I need to be snatched. I'm going to have the body. I'm going to be taking all the pics on all the islands. Like, you know, so you have that kind of more surface level, but you have the deeper level. The, you know, when I am at the point when I'm ready to do that, like I want to make sure that my body is going to be able to keep me in that season. Like, I want to be able to, like, I'm not going to be going to Dubai with a pacemaker. Like, yeah. we're not going to do that. Like, I'm going to make sure that I am able to enjoy myself when I'm in that situation. So that's an amazing why. Like, it, you have that surface level and then you also have something deeper. So, like, give yourself more credit. Good job, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week to hear Adjule share gems on how and where to start. Thanks for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. If so, please share and let us know. 
Hell, if you have a story or tips to share, share that too. It takes a village, and with each of us doing our part, we can grow and reach a level of freedom unimaginable. See you next week.